0: This is Getting Dirty in Your Garden, brought to you by North Carolina State Extension Master Gardener Volunteers. I'm your host, Harold Johnson, and I'm a Master Gardener in Durham County. Beware, or if you will be aware while gardening, you can avoid a surprise sighting of one of the critters that coexists in our landscape a snake. Dr. Ron Sutherland shared tips on living with and appreciating snakes. Sitting on Dr. Sutherland's deck as we talked, the wind and frog sounds in the recording confirmed we were enjoying the outdoors. Ron, we should be getting rid of the snakes in our yard because they pose a hazard. They might bite us. And Come on, tell us how to get rid of them.
1: Well, I don't think you should get rid of the snakes in your yard. Snakes are snakes are important parts of the ecosystem, whether your yard is is a quarter acre or, or 400 acres. Uh, there's there's a variety of snakes here in North Carolina that you you would have, and and they they all play very interesting roles. They're they're predators at different scales. You know, I don't I don't think you wanna don't wanna mess with Mother Nature in that respect by getting rid of getting rid of predators, especially that are predators that are that eat things that eat plants and the snakes themselves don't eat any of your plants. So <laughs> keep that in mind. What, what are they likely to find as their food source? And
0: it depends of course on which snake we're talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean like North Carolina, I think has 37 odd species of snakes. A lot of those eat rodents. So they're eating your voles, your mice, your rats, you know, the small snakes, uh, things like mulking snakes, that live underground, corn snakes often live underground, and they're chasing the voles that eat your your hostas. My parents have been struggling over in Wake County uh, with a vole infestation, and uh, I think I've got them convinced that they need more snakes. <laughs> they don't kill snakes, but uh, even then, they, they still have too many voles, and and it's probably because the the snakes that would be there are getting run over on the road. And so that's you get it. You get eruptions is the, the term of these. Uh, Prey animals like like the voles, like the mice. Other snakes eat, uh, you know, things like slugs and earthworms, frogs and, and other amphibians. Snakes eat those a lot. So and then there's some snakes that eat other snakes. Things like king snakes uh, will eat other snakes. So.
0: What snakes are a
1: gardener most likely to encounter when they're gardening? I. Uh, i'd say based on on the reports of other people that you know i get a lot of people asking once i tell them i like snakes they they show me the snakes they see in their gardens and there's kind of a suite of little snakes and people always assume that they're babies baby copperheads or baby somethings and and really there's there's a set of of small snake species out there the brown snakes red bellied snakes worm snakes and earth snakes there's two different types of earth snakes but they look fairly similar Uh, and these, they're all, none of them really usually get more than a foot long. And in suburban and urban, even urban settings, they can be quite common, these little guys. They you can have 30 of them in your yard. And so they're, you know, more numerous and they're going to be the ones that people see. When you're turning over dirt, you find, you find these worm snakes, you find earth snakes. Or leaf litter. Yes. Yeah, lots of times they're they're in the leaf litter. If you turn over a board or a pot or a log, then those are the snakes also that are most likely to be in those situations.
0: What about what
1: everyone sees as a copperhead? <clears throat> I think a, a good 75% of the time those aren't copperheads. <laughs> you know, there, there are several uh, snakes that look superficially like copperheads. Our northern water snakes that are very common in the the rockier streams around the triangle, they look a lot like copperheads, you could say. Um, baby black rat snakes, mole king snakes, also anything that has a pattern, any sort of grayish snake with a pattern down the back gets mistaken for a copperhead. And uh, and those small, even the small little snakes, they get assumed to be baby copperheads and people think that, well, maybe the baby copperhead has a different pattern. Really baby copperheads have the same pattern as adults, but they have bright green tails. So that's one little tip if, if you're out in the garden and you find a little snake. If it doesn't look like a copperhead and it doesn't have a green tail, it's probably not <laughs> not a copperhead. Um, but copperheads, that all being said, uh, this area has a lot of copperheads. They're, they're, they seem to have figured out how to survive in urban areas, uh, in suburban areas. Chapel Hill, Carborough have their fair share, so is Durham. And I think North Carolina, might lead the nation in copperhead bites. So they're out there and they, they are a cause for caution but I wouldn't say they're a cause for panic <laughs> just because you have copperheads out in your yard.
0: If you encounter a snake your advice what to do
1: how to respond? Take pictures of it and send it to somebody like snakes because you'll make their, make their day. <laughs> Everybody's got a, a phone these days that can take pictures and so you know don't get don't get so close. It's going to bite you. Use common sense uh, if you don't know what it is. Um, but unless it's a snake you want gone from your garden, which maybe we can talk you out of, even 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 copperheads. If you're in an area with, that has copperheads, removing one or two now and then is not going to affect the population. So you're not. You're just really making room for another copperhead to move in. If you if you drive one off seven miles, you're just you're making the territory available for the next copperhead to move in so um, so so even if you're if you know if you're not gonna mess with a snake just let it alone and if it's in the way use a long stick and gently move it out of the way and you know so snakes are... as long as you know where the snake is it's rather easy to, to deal with snakes in a way you're not gonna get bit I think most... they're sort of... Uh, from what I understand talking to some doctors and hearing some presentations by emergency room physicians and that sort of thing, there's sort of two modalities of getting bit by venomous snakes uh, in this area. And and one is the accident, where you either step on it at night, or you reach in a pile of of sticks and try to grab the whole pile of sticks and you get a a snake in your hand. And the other one is foolish people messing with snakes, often when they're drunk. (laughs) So we can assume that your listeners are not gonna be the latter <laughs> and then okay. there. but if you're working out in the garden then you probably have a higher than average chance of running into a a copperhead and uh so you just got to use use common sense and, and wear gloves know what copperheads look like so you have that s- having a search image is really helpful because uh, you're actually going to see the, the snake they're not easy to see but if you know what you're looking for you, you can see them and then uh you know the the two things I try to do are, are use caution when picking up big piles of anything out in the yard, and then uh, or when turning something over that could have could have snakes. And then uh, the other thing is at night I use a flashlight. <laughs> anywhere where the streetlights are not bright enough, anywhere it's too dark to really see, then I use a flashlight because you know snakes are moving around. So. It's this
0: time of the year as we warm up gardeners more likely to see a
1: snake oh for sure yep and snakes they seem they seem to my uh to my eye at least to be sort of episodic in their behavior and so if you there's a day kind of like today when you have nice weather it's not too hot not too cold right about the temperature snakes like then you might have a lot of one species out moving around at the same time this time of year there it's mating season for a lot of snakes and so you, uh, you're more likely to see more than one. Um, you know, there's a, a viral image going around the internet the past uh, week or so of, of a, a mating ball of northern water snakes. Somebody found over, I think in a Greenway in Raleigh. Hmm. And you know, it was described as this massive horde of snakes. I think it was one, one female, usually it's with water snakes, it's one female and three or four males. But that can be impressive. And, and then in the fall, tends to also be a time when snakes are out. It sounds like best advice.
0: Be cautious. Look before you reach. Look before you step.
1: Yeah, I think and and know what to look for. Know what you're looking at. You know, there's there's some great resources out there. Um, A good website for people to refer to is uh, herpsofnc.org and that's h-e-r-p-s of nc.org and that it has pictures of all of our North Carolina snakes on there. So if you if you find one, you can take a picture of it and then go back and look it up and see what you found. And that perfect good advice. If you good, anything sense. as we close, Ron. Well, I just you know, I, I, gardeners are are some of the frontliners when it comes to understanding the the ecology of the natural world and understanding relationships between between you know plants and their pollinators and plants and other species. Snakes are an important part of the ecosystem, so I hope. I hope people will not see them as a dangerous pest, but rather as a, as a hallmark. of. If you have snakes in your yard, then that means you're doing something right. You have a, a fairly intact ecosystem. All
0: good advice. Thank you. My pleasure. You've been listening to Getting Dirty in Your Garden, brought to you by North Carolina State Extension Master Gardener Volunteers. You may find this in future episodes on our website, gettingdirtyinyourgarden.org. Episodes of Getting Dirty in Your Garden are available as a downloadable podcast, and thanks to Georgiana Kiggins, an Extension Master Gardener volunteer in Lee County, a transcript of each episode is also available on the website. Till next time, why not go out and get dirty in your garden?